Welcome to the JMS Podcast. My name is Jorge M. Sanchez, and thank you for tuning in. That's my air guitar. Uh, I need some tuning, of course. But thank you for listening in. And a couple things I need to throw out there. First thing, today's guest is artist Andre Hart. Andre Hart, he's he's a real cool guy. And we had a great chat about art and other things. So look forward to that. Also, I need to apologize. I need to apologize because, well, kinda, because last podcast episode in the intro, I've mentioned uh, the event that was happening at the San Jose Improv, which is uh, Michael Gilgixson's Comedy of the Corn. Unfortunately, in the last second or minute or hour or, or pretty much right the day before, or the day after, or the day on, I don't even know. But the point is that they had to reschedule. Why? Not a bad reason necessarily. I mean, because Russell Peters came into town and he extended the shows. So they took that night away from that from Michael Gilkson's. And they rescheduled it till this coming Thursday, the 3rd. So uh, on the intro, if you would try to go to that show and you end up um, at the box office and they're confused just like you were confused because it's not the show they expected but you got the tickets anyway because it's Russell Peters then I do apologize um, sorry for the confusion these things happen sometimes and uh, in the world of broadcasting I don't really have control over rescheduling of dates however and here's the big surprise although the show has been rescheduled till Thursday the 3rd of November at the Sounds of the Improv at 10 o'clock. Wait, is it 10 o'clock? Let me double check that. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty bad at these things usually. I want to get it right. There we go. Yes, October 27th at 10 p.m. Tickets are $10. You can still catch the show if you want at the Sounds of the Improv, Comedy of the Corn by Michael Gilkickson with great uh, comedians such as uh, Reggie Shorter, Johnny Corn, and Heidi Brown Gilkickson. Um... And guess what, people? They have a new host for the show, and it's yours truly, me. Mwah. Bada beam, bada boom. You have a chance to see me perform comedy and host the entire show, followed by a Q&A of a short film that he, that Michael Gilkinson has made, and I will be conducting and moderating that Q&A. So, if you ever have anything to do in on a Thursday night, come on down to the Sounds of the Improv and check out Comedy of the Corn. And I will be there. I would love to see you there. And I'm ready to get back into the comedy game. And, uh, yeah. So, what what other reason do you need to, to come out and check out the show? And for tickets, uh, you can purchase them online at soundsayimprov.com. Bada boom, bada boom. Wow, uh, another new development. Um, and uh, and I, think, uh, I think it's safe to say now. But uh, I think me coming back to perform at this show at the Sounds of the Improv is a good sign because after some recent developments, uh, if you're just tuning in for the first time, um, I, as of a couple months ago, I kind of let go of comedy a bit. You know, I went on hiatus. I'm, I'm, I'm too, I mean, I'm not over it, but I'm still going through this transition period in my life where, you know, I, I really have to do a lot of self-reflection especially now that you know, I'm out of school now I got a staple day job now I'm, I'm living that adult life I'm getting paid more than I you know than I usually am but not still not a lot but hey I'm still broke nonetheless <laughs> that's weird but uh, I let go of an open mic that I helped start up and it is the uh, Wednesday night open mics at cafe for Scotty and Cafe Friscati has always been generous to me, and they they really give me a great opportunity to create a space for comedy in downtown. And I let that go to my friend Miranda Caravello and Jacob Wheels, and they did a fine, fine job. And now I am back to come back to the game. So I am coming back to host Wednesday nights at Cafe Friscati Comedy Open Mic. And there you have it, people. I'm back. I grew this beard out. Maybe it's time to shave it off, you know, try to try to make a comeback. And um yeah. I mean, both some pretty good things. 
Got an improv show coming, and now I'm I'm back in the comedy game. Not full time, of course, but feels good. I, 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 I in some weird way, I kind of miss it. I kind of miss being on stage, cracking jokes, finding some validation in my life that people somewhere in them like me, even if it's only for five minutes. Yeah. Wow, that went dark. Sorry, people. Didn't meant to go there. So let's get to our conversation with Andre Hart. Uh, however, this particular interview, I gotta tell you guys right now, disclaimer, in a sense that, okay, look people, talk to any of my guests, if you, if you know them in person, and, you'll, and they'll tell you that when they come into this podcast, I don't have an agenda, really, I really don't, all I'm looking forward to is meeting them, talking to them about whatever, I may have some talking points, but depending where the conversation goes, I, I'm never even gonna reach them. And Andre Hart is such a particular guy that this guy is very honest. And he has some great artistic characters to him that that I think are, are amazing. Especially for someone young like him. And the way he looks at art and the way he talks about it, it's fascinating to me. And in this interview, he might have, you know, put some people on blast. This podcast is in San Jose which is you know the, the biggest city in, in the Bay Area it still feels like a small town community so in some way or another somebody everybody knows each other somewhat so some some uh, some feathers might be ruffled but I think you guys need to understand though that when the people come on here they're expressing their opinion and Sometimes you will not agree with their opinion. Sometimes I will not agree with their opinion. But even then, I don't try to approach it of of necessarily trying to challenge them as well. I'm trying to come from a place of understanding. Because at the end of the day, that's what I want this podcast to be. It's not so much to hear, you know, to really listen to a creative person talk about their work or other such things of their influence. But also to really uh, go down... To, to their honest feelings even if it's not what people expect or even if it's negative because everything in life has its great things about it and its bad things about it and it's always a little shady if somebody's always pointing at the good things about it and try to ignore the bad it's very important to also very much try to get the whole picture so for those who are listening in, uh, just take this interview as it is, which is one artist expressing his honest opinion based on his experiences. All right. Just felt I had to say that. Other than that, I think it's a great conversation. And uh, let's go to that now. Uh, let me get my air guitar out. I'll put it back in the case. All right. Taking it out. All right. Got to tune it a bit. There we go. All right, people. Here's Andre Hart. feeling feel good yeah it's kind of like i never had to do a podcast with a camera behind me it's like for the listeners out there we have a, a a documentary in the process of being filmed right now so, yeah yeah man so how long have you been shooting this documentary again uh april so april right mm -hmm. april or uh something like that you guys filming like every weekend or is it like once, nah, once a month? it's kind of whenever something comes up. Ah. Something comes up, you know, like um, a show or a function or um, like my birthday or something. You document your birthday? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. We went to a Santa Cruz. Ah. And because uh, I've never like uh, gone out and done anything, I don't know, man. Like if I if I film my own birthdays, that that'll be so uneventful. <laughs> uh, this was this was totally eventful. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I don't know. For me, it was. I'm not. I don't really like have to do a lot to like feel like I've had an eventful day. I guess. <laughs> but, like, You're a simple man, <clears throat> living a simple life. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> it's kind of. I mean, not really. Mm. But here we are. Yeah. You know, man, uh, I'm bringing it up. We've met before. Did we really? Yeah, we, we met We met before in interesting <clears throat> circumstances. Okay. 
Because I remember, I remember um, that years ago, I was hanging out with a friend of mine, a chick, and we were hanging out that on the corner of San Salvador and Reed, where, where that little how long ago plaza. Was, how long ago was this? It, you, you'll recognize this right. when I tell you. When, this when, is bad? No, no, no. Oh, okay. you, you approached us with a petition. Oh, shit. Yeah, you, you approached us with a petition about, like, I guess you... That, that that beautiful mural that you did on the side of the the gym on on the corner of San Salvador and First. Oh yes, I remember. Yeah, and I guess you did that, and then I guess the owners of the building wanted to remove it. <laughs> no, no, not the owners. Who wanted to remove it? Uh the, the people who are running the festival and sort of the scene in San Jose wanted to. What what, what festival? The Sub Zero Collide. Um. Really? They own thought, Anno Domini. No, no. I thought they were really all, all it, about for that. No, nah, no, nah, man. <laughs> How come they want to remove it? Ah, uh, wow! Right out the right out the gate with the question. Um. All right. Well. Well, because when I because you earnestly came up with us saying, "Hey, I, I made this mural for I guess I I don't know if you're still with her, <clears> but at the time, uh, a girlfriend of yours." Okay, yeah, Vivian. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you came, you approached us very earnestly. And just the fact that you did that, you made, and I found something very poetic that somebody, he creates a piece of art for someone and now it's trying to save it. And I thought it was like an amazing thing that night. And I remember I, I did sign your petition. Right. Well, I, I, um. Sorry, that's my father <laughs> in the background. Right. Uh, is this going to be in the documentary? <laughs> the dad interrupting the background? Oh, sorry, Matt. Can you fully close that door? Oh, is it not all the way? No. Sorry. Yeah. And, all right. Um, is it? Hopefully that helps. Kind of well, helped. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, what happened was... Uh, I'll give you the short. I'll give you the short. So, you know, as I made an agreement... That it was, hey man, we just started selling that at my work. That Which one, the margarita, margarita salt? Margarita salt, yeah. Jose Cuervo <clears throat> margarita salt? Yeah, man. I'm sorry. It's like, I don't know. But uh, we um, made an agreement to for it to come down within three months. <clears throat> it was my idea. It was, you know, um, everything. Who did you make an agreement with? Uh, and Touchstone Climbing. But it, at the time, it wasn't really with Touchstone Climbing. It was with... with and um, and they essentially run <clears throat> Anno Domini and uh, Collide Gallery and Sub Zero Phantom Galleries. They sort of built up a semi monopoly of the art scene in San Jose. Hmm. What do you mean by that? And, well, they just they got their fingers dipped in everything, and anybody that really tries to sort of prop something up, you know, kind of was going to get hail for it. Sounds like there's some tension going on there. Because as far as I've seen, uh, I'm, I'm familiar with them from a distance. Like, I know who they are. I know, I know what they do. Mm. But for me, I've always thought they were very inclusive. Um, unless you're unless you're trying to uh, start something of your own. Mm. You know, uh, I remember there was something out in... Um, evergreen we were me and a friend of mine amanda were starting a little mini festival out in evergreen i don't know if you know where that is out there by yeah yeah it's on the southeast <clears throat> side that's right that's right. right and um it was called like the evergreen art walk village or something like that and, and uh we went over there this is before i started having problems uh with them and we were trying to start our own kind of like just small we were trying to take over the city <laughs> we were just trying to have something else on the east side, you know, in a nicer area, and um, she had, I remember, i never forget what she said, man. She was like, oh, you know, why are you doing this? So she said to me, instead of giving me an advice. Like, why are you doing a festival? Yeah. Like, why aren't I just painting pictures, in other words? Why am I trying to, like, like stomp on her territory? It was how it came off. It was really nasty. And she didn't really give us give us any advice, you know. That was the first time I remember actually. But really did you approach issue. her, or did you guys just happen to meet each other? Oh no, I was already like in her in, in collide. Okay, working with her, I had already established a relationship with her. All right, 
So but by this time, you've already worked in your art. You, you're involved in Collide, it, right. which the listeners, it's a gallery in downtown San Jose. Right. And you're just, you know, putting work up there and selling it. Uh, yeah, but you have to pay. Mm-hmm. You have to pay to be in there. And th- and then you and her, you know, I guess, work things out? Um, what do you mean? Well, it seems oh. like, okay, you and her already knew each other. It wasn't right, like right, you. right. Yeah, no, no. She was... Um, I was like 19, uh-huh. and I walked into Anno Domini, and she she introduced me to all this stuff. So in some and way, she did help you. Like she, she, she gave you. me a platform. But yeah. it's but the thing about it is, it's good for a, it's good to get your start. But um, it's sort of like a pyramid scheme in some ways. Wow, man. It, it, okay, how do we approach this subject? Like, like, <laughs> explain to me. Not only like the the series of events that led you to believe this. Okay. Um, well, first you hear things, you know, and you don't really want to believe them because. And this starts with the Evergreen Festival. You want to make an Evergreen? No, festival? no, no. It's before that. Before that, uh, I didn't, it wasn't even my idea to start that festival. It, somebody came to me and I thought, hey, you know, here's a chance for me. I feel a little like I've come a little far in just the city and it's a way for me to maybe kind of give back a little or something like that so i i was gonna help my friend amanda out <clears throat> um but i had already started hearing like bad things about them things that they, they have that they were doing you know uh, screwing artists out of pay, you know m- money like selling art not <laughs> you know things like that not getting the money to the artists um taken over that kind of thing uh just being nasty but you know i didn't want to believe any of it because i was working for them and um you know and still i still can't believe half of it because i wasn't there you know i don't know but you hear things and when you hear things you know it's in your mind now right so but then i had the interaction you know about about the um, the festival i wanted to do well we went ahead and did it we went ahead and did it with without her, you know, her blessing, I guess. And uh, which which to some degree was like, ah oh, man, like you're kind of proving all these naysayers mm-hmm. kind of right because you're like saying that you're for this, but then when we want to come in and kind of do something, you know, you know what I mean? And then you're so kind of you, putting up the halt. Do Do you feel that there's like a competitive? Uh, factor when it comes to the arts there, there should be there, so and you're all for it oh yeah okay there should be there should be nobody placing limits on anything i mean especially somebody who's going to come out and say that um they're they're the cheerleader for the artists which i've heard which i've heard her say a number of times and it's like okay well if you want to be the cheerleader then you got to support everything right you got to support all gallery i mean i want more galleries uh, you know, I would love to be able to walk out of my house and be like, hey, man, I can go show somewhere. But it's not like that here. Mm-hmm. And there's just no collectors. But the agreement, <laughs> that's what we were talking about. Right. The agreement was that it was uh, coming down in September and that everybody knew about it. Now, everybody being them, Touchstone Climbing, and myself, right? But I got curious just for my own reasons <clears throat> and i asked the tenant of touchstone uh through email and i never published it when all the you know there was a lot going on um i never published it because i was afraid of like some sort of legal legal issue mm-hmm. uh but uh the tenant pretty much told me well as far as i'm concerned because i had asked the tenant if i could put a um like a lacquer over the mural to preserve it and so well, as far as I know, it, it's staying up there. It's permanent. So that was a shock to me because I was like, well, I was under the impression that everybody knew that this was a permanent uh, or it wasn't a permanent thing. It so, was a temporary so I felt thing. lied to. And then the mural, of course, it was it was a double thing going on at that point because I was, of course, in love and trying to get this girl back and everything that was kind of going on with it. And um, 
she was not as responsive as, as I had wanted, you know what I mean, at the time. And I didn't really understand what was going on. How, how did she react to the uh, mural? She's good, you know, it, good, good or bad. I mean, it helped her realize a lot of things about herself, you know. Um, but is there a happy ending to the story? Yeah. Yeah. You, you guys got back together? N- no, that's not the happy ending. Oh, okay. There's a bittersweet <laughs> ending then. It's more sweet than bitter. Okay, good. I, we're good, definitely good. very good friends. Good. I don't know, man. It's like if I'm in a mural for someone and I, I, if I didn't get the gal, I don't know. Ah, uh, I guess it's a matter of Well, she, she, um, you know, that's her. That's, you know, you got to interview her, I guess, for that. <laughs> I don't, I, I, some things I just don't know. No, but, but it seems like you learned a lot from it. It seems yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You, you've gone through this experience and, yeah. and it looks like you took a lot out of it nonetheless. Yeah, it was, you know, it, because the petition became more about, I had had reserves about, and how they were running things, and at when when this started to happen, <clears throat> I was given a contract after I painted it, and the moment I said I wanted a lawyer or somebody to look at it just to make sure everything's right. What's the contract for? Was it to for, to for clarify that it's a permanent? It's permanent, Got right? It. And she flipped. She that went be- that I wanted somebody just to look at it, just to look at it. And what was your reasoning behind wanting to get a lawyer? Because I had had the conversation with Touchstone about its permanence, and, and, and for you, you found like that was a red flag. Uh, yeah, because you were told it's temporary, but now you're being told through another channel that's permanent. That's right. So you're like, let me bring a lawyer in to see just to see what the contract, is. see the, what the contract is saying, and and either way, I was going to sign it. But she got ballistic. It was just me and her. She got ballistic, went crazy. And, you know, you know how people get when they're upset. You know, she went, she got upset. And I signed the contract out of, I guess, um, like sort of more, some sort of moral thing in me. Because I was like, okay, well, I said I was going to do it, so I'm going to do it, right? <laughs> so I did, but then I started the petition. So I guess in my head, I was justifying, <laughs> I was justifying going against my contract uh, somehow by being an American, if that makes, if that makes sense. Yeah, you have the right to the right to, petition. Pe- to petition the contract. Yeah. And, and, and it w- wasn't even about at that point saving the mirror because I knew it wasn't going to save it. I know it wasn't, but it was about raising the issue that I, that I had had in the back of my mind for a while. Mm-hmm. And the issue was that was that they're they're running things shady. Boss hog, man. Hey kid, you're not getting ahead unless I tell you you are. Kind of shit. <laughs> wow, man, I had no idea all this politics was going on. Uh, well, that's why I got out of it. You know. Where'd you go from there? Well, um, I had to do a lot of soul searching. You know, uh, got hooked up with a lot of bad things that you know. You know what I mean? It kind of drove me off the deep end, and well, I had to I, find my way back. And I found my way back through, you know, what I do. So, that, you know, I do art. So that's yeah. I hear you. It looks like you got the uh, the rug pulled from under you, and you're like, "Shit, man!" Here I thought was my kind of home base. Looks like it's not. Looks like you gotta. Nah, man. Nah, f- nothing's my fucking home base anyway. Nothing. Nah. <laughs> nah. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't be anybody's really, right? So you you wouldn't consider the the San Jose? I'm not a I'm not a local artist. No. Where are you from? No, I mean I'm from San Jose, but I wouldn't consider myself a San Jose artist. Well, how do you define yourself then? As just an artist? Just a person. Just a person. Just a, person. Just a human. Just a human being. Just a human yeah, being. Yeah. I hear you. I respect that. Yeah. But uh, but uh, I think I think we got right into the middle of something. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. but I don't know. I, it, in in some ways, it, it's it's not uncommon in in the creative, even the entertainment world, no. where a lot of politics comes to play. Right. You know, uh, a lot of you know. I'm not sure about you know and her take on this, but it happens sometimes. Yeah. And it, and I've seen it happen in film. I've seen it happen in comedy. I've seen it happen in in writing too. Mm. So I'm sorry that you had to go through that. Ah, uh, no, it's good. But but for me, don't I don't feel sorry. Man. But but for me, it, it was, I don't know, just you coming up to me and be like, "Hey, man, help me save this mural." At the time, the, yeah, the that's crazy. Was. I mean, I, I can't, I, yeah. And I, but I, you were on Reed. It must have been during the, the festival. Yeah. Because I only went out once with a physical petition. Yeah. Yeah, it was during the festival. Yeah. I got slapped in the face that night. 
What? What's the story behind that one? Fucking, I just asked one of like uh, my comrades, Giafranco, if he wanted, if he would sign it, and he fucking slapped me. Why? In the face. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he thought I was being just like a punk kid or something. What kind of friends you got? <laughs> they're n- that's that a good question, man. Because I thought they were friends too. Oh, they're no longer your friends. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all right. Oh man, sorry, man. Some people are actually your friends, and some people are just there to take the picture oh, with you. So it wasn't a playful <laughs> slap. No, he was very serious about it. Oh man! I mean, it wasn't a hard slap, but it was it was it was a, it, it was a disrespectful move. Ugh. Yeah. All right. Now, when we were communicating via Facebook, you put in the Andre Hart story. Uh-huh, yeah. And I think uh, now you put that in, man. Did, did I put that? You put that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, that came out, and I'm like, all right. Where does the Andre Hart story begin? Where were you born and raised? Uh, I was born here, San Jose. Right. Yeah, raised here. And you mentioned earlier that you were raised in an interesting place of San Jose. In the country. Right in the country. Yeah, in the country. Not many people would think that San Jose has a country. Oh, it has a countryside. Yeah. And you're pretty much living in the valleys of the the hills. Mm Mm-hmm. How was that growing up? I mean, every time I drive there, I'm like, how do these people go grocery shopping on a weekly basis? Well, we um, we have cars. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we're not fucking Amish, man. I hear you. It's just I I, I figure that there'll be a point. There'll be a point where you have to drive all the way down the hill to go grocery shopping. Then you're driving back, and then maybe halfway yeah. up, you remember, oh shit, I forgot to get I don't know milk, and yeah. I have to go drive all the way back down. Yeah, gas, man. Yeah, yeah, gas. You just fill the car up, with gas. Oh, takes from point A to point B, man. Does wonders. <laughs> And how, and how is that kind of lifestyle? Do you think that served your, your artistic... Uh, oh, yeah, it does. I mean, but... Because you were in nature <laughs> a lot, right? Yeah, but I'm not, like, way far up in the hills. I'm only about, like, 15 minutes away from civilization, <laughs> society, right? Were there any schools up there? No, no. I went to... Um, as a kid, I went to uh, uh, Linda Vista, uh, to Joseph George, to James Lake High School. How, how, was, uh, how was the commute? Fine. I mean, I took a bus when I was a kid. I was on the little yellow bus with everybody. Fucking hated it. Why? It's terrible. Just because, you know what I mean? You're on the bus. and Well, typically because, like, I wasn't far um, far up from the valley. So there were these kids, like, that lived way up past, like, Grant Ranch. I don't know if you know Grant Ranch. No. Or, like, uh, Grandview. You ever hear that restaurant? Grandview. It's up in the mountains. Okay. It's just way up Mount Hamilton, like going on the way to like the the observatory. Okay. All right. And we had to pick them up last, like after they got me. And I was always like, the fuck, man? Why don't you just pick us up after you pick these fuckers up? Like the way down. They're the ones that want to be all bushwhacked and live way in the fuck up there. Why? You know what I mean? Why do we, why do we have to be picked up first? And I'd get like sick driving up there and shit, you know? So eventually like my parents or my grandparents would take me to, uh, to school. Mm-hmm. And when did uh, art become a factor? Was it through school? No. Oh, no. I was about three years old. I was really young. My grandma would, my grandma, <laughs> my grandma would draw, like, pictures of, like, the duck from Batman Returns. You know, the penguin? The duck? The big yellow duck? Yeah, yeah. And fucking, like, I guess, I, I mean, I don't recall this, but this is shit I'm told. That apparently I would rip the drawing up. And tell her to start over. <laughs> yeah, like a little kid and shit. And, yeah. and uh, apparently, um, I guess she, that that was her, her. She thought that because she wasn't achieving three dimensions, that I was like a a prodigy artist or some shit. Like so that. she she already got a sense of it. She felt like I was like yeah, something like that. And then uh, I was about six, and they put me in a watercolor class with Connie Jordan. She lives up on the hill. Connie mm-hmm. Jordan, yeah. And how long have you been doing that? What? When you started taking water and coloring classes? Oh no, I did it until I was like maybe eight, eight years old, and then I I got into a um. And my mom's was, my mom knew somebody, um, by the name of Henry Asensio, who was like a world renowned artist, and essentially he taught me how to do photographic realism and. 
This guy was just hanging around the, the... No, no, my mom's a preschool teacher and she was teaching this kid and I guess she brought it up, showed him some drawings that I did. I was like 11. So this is a local guy? No, no, not really. I mean, I, I don't know where he's at these days, but he was, you know, back then. I remember going to him. I was from like 11 to 13. I'd go over there and I could do it too, you know, like I, I could do the, the drawings. It was pretty cool. And then it was just high school and I took two classes in. But um, but at the time, do you think you had enough uh, self-awareness to, to I really, knew. Yeah, I knew. That here I'm learning from a world-renowned artist? Yeah, I knew. I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was doing when I was like eight. At, at, at eight, you already established yourself as an artist. I, I Yeah, I knew it. I knew what I, what I wanted to do. Wow. And for the sounds like your parents are supportive. No, uh, my grandparents are very supportive. My mom was supportive. Uh, my dad, I don't think, I don't really know. I mean, I was a kid. He, I don't really know how he thought about it, to be honest with you. I mean, he supports me today. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he'll go to my shows <clears throat> and stuff like that. But he doesn't, you can't, like, I can't sit down and talk to him about um, composition or conceptual art or what contemporary art is. You couldn't get, I couldn't get into a con conversation with him about art. Is he a blue collar kind of guy? Yeah, you know. He what likes, line of work is he in? He's a VTA. He's okay. a bus driver. Yeah, okay. you know. So yeah, but um, he's a good dude. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. So your your mother a teacher, your father blue collar kind of guy. Yeah. And it seems like you you really, in between growing up, you, you really took in art at a very young age. Yeah, I was yeah really young. Really, my grandparents let me look at books of like Rembrandt and. Renoir and Motis, shit like that. Like, yeah, I could go ahead look at a pair of tits. It's not gonna kill you, because it was tasteful, you know. Yeah. So, I guess. <laughs> oh man! And then, uh, and you kept this going on through high school. Were, yeah. Were you known as the artist in school? I, I won the artist in my. I, I don't honestly believe in any of that crap. Those stupid awards. You know, like, like, oh, most beautiful in this and that, but I was like best artist. And but I was like, all right, that's cool. Whatever. You, you didn't care too much for it? I didn't give a shit. <laughs> I dig it, man. It's fucking awesome. No, I, I hear you, man. Yeah. I, I think to a certain extent, all these awards, it's like. Nah, it clutters shit up. Right? It, it clutters shit up. Like applause, man. Applause is kind of bullshit, too. Like for musicians. When, you, when people applause to a song? Yeah, it's bullshit. How so? Well, come on, man. Most people applaud because um, it's just like people attending my art shows. It's the same thing. They applaud. They tell you, oh, it looks good. But how many people actually mean that? That clap, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'd rather somebody give me a good fucking boo. Like, tell me how you really feel, you know? So how do you think someone can express they really like your work then? That feels authentic to you. Well, I mean, you could just tell by the way that I wouldn't tell somebody how to act, but you could tell, you could tell right off the bat. Right. I mean, I, I like, like, oh man, she just gave me a golf clap. That didn't mean anything. <laughs> nah, I've seen people cry at my work. Yeah. I've seen people cry. Yeah. There was a girl, Shit, man. How was that? That was pretty fucking intense. There was uh, last time it happened. I was at works. It was for the anti Valentine show. And I made this really dramatic, um, sort of like depiction of, uh, just like really fucked up romantic situation I was involved in and she like I didn't know who she was I didn't even get her contact and she was just like totally like crying and the first thing I asked her was are you on any drugs because I had to be sure it was real right I had to make sure that it was you know like a legitimate cry and she just went on to tell me like how it made her feel. I didn't ask her anything. I just asked her if she was on drugs, and she said no. Nah, it just makes me feel this way. And da da da. I know what you're. I think I know what you're going through, kind of shit. And uh, like like you know, you could just tell if somebody's standing and looking at your picture, uh, a pic like a picture you've painted or whatever you've done. If they're standing there longer than like thirty seconds, then you're doing something. Or somebody tells you you're an like somebody called me an asshole at my last show, based on your artwork. Mm -hmm. Based on based on one piece, because I painted her and I called the piece totally whacked. You painted her. I painted her with with, with her consent. Yeah, at the time we were cool though. Yeah, 
So I got the consent bef- yeah. when I painted it. But you named it Totally Whacked. Totally Whacked. It's a fucking whack job. <laughs> and like I hear her walking out with her boyfriend and her boyfriend's all, what an asshole, right? He is a fucking asshole. And I'm like. But do you feel that's a response to the artwork or that was a response of like. Of course the- it is. Of course it is. The title's part of the artwork. Oh, fast. I never thought about that. It's all a part. I am a part of the artwork. You know, like, like, um, I, I've built a character. That's an interesting I've notion. Built a, I've built a character. Like if I were to hang out with you on a separate day, it'd be a different person. It's a fascinating notion right there that the artwork goes beyond the canvas. Of course it does. It, ha- it should. It's funny. You're like, of course. I'm like, oh my God, this blows my fucking mind. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it should. I mean, I think it should. I mean, other people are different. People like to walk in in their fucking street rags and, you know, not dress up for an art function. I think that there's a character behind it that, that you know, your, your, your performance as a person is just as much, it should be just as much related to the work itself. But what, do you feel there's a, maybe a blurred line between who you are reality versus who you're projecting to be through your art what do you mean well if you're saying that you're building a character wouldn't that just be tiring at some point you're like i'm pretending or at least i'm trying to be this person and portray myself this person maybe after a while for me i feel that'd be tiring Nah, it may be more maddening like pissed off no like crazy feels crazy sometimes because sometimes i get really wound up into it and i forget and how often do you change characters or through your artwork well that's why i've been stepping out of the scene a lot because it you know it got it actually got to a point of of where you start to lose the you lose yourself you know and it's not a different it's not a big line it's not a it's not like a big gap between me and this thing i've created you know it's it's me it's me it's It's just just, a different side of you it's just a different side of me um it's it's a side of me you know i i could be a little more uh outgoing you know and not care because it's a different name and it's a different face and it's a different haircut and it's a different style so i can go outside of myself you know and i don't have to worry about um judgment now, was this always a conscious decision to to do that to take that path? Yeah, from the beginning, from from the beginning of getting involved publicly. What inspired you to do that? Uh, just people that I I kind of adhered to at a young age. People I had seen on TV, and um, just, you know, you you watch somebody's alter ego, right? Right. And, and then you're like, man, that's kind of cool because you know they're totally fucking acting. Right. And then, well, I could do that. You know, makes you feel like, makes you feel like you could, you could be somebody else. You know, it's kind of escape your own bullshit for a little bit, even if it's like five hours. Is that a common uh, thing you wanted was to be someone else? No, no, not, not necessarily. Just, um, I see it more like theater, you know, like, like I I could kind of act, but like, rather than have a stage, I'm, I'm just doing it in public hmm. and do you feel like others are, are like that as well i don't know i don't know i'm like that because <laughs> it, it seems like you're you're out there and do you like you're, you're looking for something authentic when it comes to people reacting to your work right? right right uh but how much of that can be authentic if you're being a, a character well because um at the end of the day i could tell you that my character is going to influence something but the character's just there for it. It's a different side of the art. If somebody really gives a shit about the art, they're just going to look at the content. They're going to look at the picture, you know. But you mentioned, though, that the notion that it's much more than just the picture. It's course, the title. It's the artist that's there. It's the interactions they Right, have. but the title goes with the, with the pictorial work, whereas the artist is a separate entity in its, of itself. It's, it's beyond the art. It's a different side of the art, you know. It's a little more complex. What's a... wow, man? You just blow my mind right now. I'm trying to, trying to, really trying to think this through. And it seems, how long have you been doing this again? This whole because it goes 
because I've seen it artists go through different evolutions. Like every year, every couple of years or so, they they just change it up. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, but it seems like you do that at a very fast pace. Yeah, you have to. I have that's, to. That's fucking amazing. Because you have to change, you know. Otherwise, times change without you, right? Yeah, it's true. Like everything's moving forward, you're either gonna move forward or you're gonna be stuck in the past. And the best way to do that is to keep changing all of it, right? At what point do you realize you're like, "Yep, I think I gotta start doing something different." Uh, it doesn't. You don't know that. It just happens naturally. Yeah, you just you just know it when it happens. Like what I'm gonna start doing is um, for 2017, I'm going black on all social media. I won't be available on Facebook or Instagram. Um, I'm gonna be probably creating like the probably the most dynamic work I've ever made because it's the work I've always wanted to make, but make, but uh, I I wasn't ready yet. Like now I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm good enough. Like, I feel like I've gotten to the point where I know what I'm doing with, with paints and shit like that. And I can produce a very, um, the work I typically do is very conceptual and contemporary. Mm -hmm. This is going to be, I don't want to say illustrative, but it's going to depict a lot more, um, imagery. There was something you can read into uh, just different sequences of events, you know, why the decision to go dark? Just to get away from any other outside influence. Like, um, for instance, you know, I'll, you paint a picture, and then what's your first reaction as a human being is, oh, I want people to see it, right? So then you put it out there, and then well, you're no longer doing it for you at that point. And I think you should always be doing it for you. And for this bladder of work, I, I have to eliminate myself from the distractions. Do you feel that's an easy task for you? Oh, yeah. It's very comfortable. I, I fucking hate social media. I'm only on it to promote my art. Mm. So it's like a tool. It's a tool. Yeah. How, how long do you plan to go dark? A year. A whole year? Yeah. It's fascinating, man. It should be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure if I can do it. I mean, I'm pretty introverted myself, and I don't really put out on media in general. Yeah, but you have podcasts. So you kind of have to. It's a recurring thing. You know what I mean? It's more recurring than mine is. Like I might do a show or two a year, mm. but I'm not even going to do any shows. Like I am going to be a part of something in London. Hey, uh, that's the, fucking awesome. Early part of the year. So that's like kind of the only exception. I'm going to share some of that. And I'm actually planning on, I wasn't going to go, but I'm going to, I think I'm going to go now. What's the story behind that gig? Uh, this girl. So the show I'm doing over at works right now is uh, this. A collaborative show of um, me with 20 other artists separately so we all separately work together so like me and B. Marie or me and Tulio Flores We, but the idea is I'm in each one and one other you know what I mean one other artist and, every, and one of the artists um, B. Marie uh, she dropped my name at this gallery called the Brick Lane Gallery in London, and they sent me an email. And uh, all it took was a name drop. And well, they they went to my Instagram and fucking it. social yeah. media just helped you out there. Yeah, but I, I'm, it's good for that, you know. Yeah. But I'm talking about like for the creative process. Hmm. Um. But for London, uh, yeah. So that that's sort of how that happened. It was supposed to be December, but I've been pushing it because I don't have the funds to to really do it yet. But now I got this promotion in my day job, so now I could just... Save up. I could save up now. It's yeah. pretty dope, man. Yeah. Um, how, uh, walk me through your average creative process, because I know all creative process is different. Mm -hmm. But what do you feel is a common creative process that you go through? I don't have one. So how, how do you go from your head to the... To a, on paper or canvas i i get a collection of ideas all at one time usually like like in this case this is like every time i kind of go to something i'll get like an idea months in advance and then i have a collection of ideas in my head and then i just go and i make them at some point i just you know get the goal and i go and i do it just do it yeah there's no there's no like system they saw my studio. You, you know, there's no system. <laughs> Where's your studio? Where where I live? Okay, in the mountains. 
Okay. It's, I paint it's, it's not like you're running out of studio. No, 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 I paint outside. That's something else I'm learning. Is like a, a, a some artists actually rent out studio space. Yeah, at some point I probably will do that. Some point. That's kind of cool. Yeah. If you could afford it, you know, there's there's decent decent studio spaces in San Jose. You know, but I don't want to be stuck here. I'm planning on moving to Los Angeles at some point. L.A. Yeah. Now let's go. Let's go back a bit. Uh, so high school, mm-hmm. you recognize as the artist. Mm-hmm. You come out of high school, and you go full in into the art world. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. What's the first place you stopped by? Well, I've always known Al Preciado. Our family's gone back for a long time, and um, he, I kind of got introduced to him real young. And I happened to, I saw Collide. I guess I was like 19 years old. I was walking by it with this girl, Sophia. And I remember telling her, I was like, I'm going to be in there. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't have college. I didn't go to college. I don't have any of that. I'm not learned. You know? You're self-taught. I'm, well, well, I mean, I'm Well, not, obviously you had yeah, mentors. Right. But I'm not like... Um, Academically. Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't... Like, I wouldn't know how to go about like, oh, yeah, that gallery. That's a good gallery to be in, man. I got to get in there. Or anything like that, you know? Um like I'd just walk by the gallery and was like, "Yeah, hey, I'm gonna get in there one day." And later that year, you know, I, I walked into, I walked into Anno Domini, and that there was, and she said, uh, "I I made some statement about, um, I had sent her some work and I had, um, blue paintings, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I want you." Da, da, da. And I was, and I said oh cool whatever and well it didn't really go like that but you know i'm trying to do the best i can to retract to like you know go back Mm -hmm. and uh she got me to do a sub-zero festival and uh that i did that and uh, a few months later i was in collide and all that seems like it was positive stuff it was good yeah it was good back in the day you got a good footholding of the art community yeah it was good it was it was a good learning lesson um collide you know it's a good place to start and how was that like did before did you have your your stuff to be on on a gallery yeah i did a show with al he gave me a show up in his house once before yeah but to be in a gallery it was a good feeling you know because you're a kid complete strangers from the streets walk in and check it out yeah just to meet uh to meet people who do what you do you know i was an outcast in high school and you know to somewhat feel start to sort of feel popular was a whole new experience for me i never had that feeling before all of a sudden i was 19 years old and hey look at this guy because i mean i was pretty good i mean i'm not trying to talk shit but i was you know for where i was my age i mean right now i could tell you i don't think i was ready but I had produced some work that was kind of like, hey, that's you, pretty cool. You had confidence in your work. I had confidence that's in my work, yeah. yeah. And um, But like I, I was seeing work that was, for the first time, better than mine. Ah. You know what I mean? And and that, that when you do that, when you can recognize that, you call it jealousy, whatever you want, it forces you to... Some call it motivation. That's what I was going with it. It forces you to do better. And that's essentially what Collide did for me. It introduced me to people like, uh, good people like uh, Lacey Bryant and Drew Clark. You know, these are two artists. And I don't want to call them local artists, but they are definitely Bay Area bound artists. Um, Lacey shows in in, uh, L.A. too. And these are people who have stuck through, walked through the fire with me. And have taught me things and shown me things. And Al Preciado, of course, I always have to attribute him. But Lacey and Drew, you know, every step of the way, when everybody else was kind of like, oh, this punk kid, give me that look. Cause there was a couple of them. I'm not going to name them because I don't want to start any shit because I've had enough shit. But there are a few people when I first came in that treated me like shit. And Lacey and Drew were not those people they were the people that were like hey this guy's good you know he's obviously young he's obviously a little fucking insecure look at him and 
you know, let's give him advice. I, I don't think that they said it to each other like that, but that's how they were with me. Like if, you know, Drew was always, it still is always immaculately dressed. And every time I, every time I talk to him, he's encouraging. And so was, and so is Lacey to this day. And, uh, you know, like Lacey taught me a lot about framework and just, you know, being able to go down to Clyde and see Lacey there and, uh, have a conversation about art was good for me, you know, cause I didn't have art school. I didn't have any of that. Essentially Collide was my art school. So it's good. It's a good place if you're, you're going to get your feet wet. And how old are you now? If I could ask 26 from 19 to 26, mm-hmm. you were in the scene. Mm-hmm. What do you feel is the most you could take out of it? Uh, Looking back at it. Um, don't be tied down to a scene. You gotta be bigger than that. Now, don't let a scene. Don't let a scene. Uh, don't let a scene. Um, don't let a scene make you make that what you are. Just because they can't get ahead, because they don't. Or they don't want to get ahead. They don't want to move forward. Hmm. Don't get stuck in a scene. Be be a world artist. Do you think part of that has to do with branding? You being branded. A San Jose artist. Sure. You're being branded or whatever. Sure. People like to put labels on right. shit. Because I, I, I dabble with that myself. Yeah. In a sense that there there is a movement in San Jose who, and for the most part, I'm supportive. You know, for like, hey, this is San Jose. This is who we are. Mm-hmm. Look at all the creative people we have. In some ways, this podcast feeds into that. But me, you know, as my other work, me as a comedian or me as a filmmaker, I get a little wary when people start saying, Jorge, you are a San Jose filmmaker. Right, yeah. It's... And a part of me is like, I get it, but like a part of me is like, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe I'll, I'm going to tell a film that doesn't show San Jose in a good light. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm not sure what it's going to mean for me to be branded. Well, this is what I went through, is so many people branded me as a local artist that when I started speaking out against the scene, and because it, it wasn't just... It was the scene too. What What do you feel was there, there? What was the problem? They're sticking their nose in my business in the wrong place. You know, they're they're they were going beyond what was um. They were going beyond what what was intended. You, you know, they were um, labeling me as uh, arrogant, and um, you know, I got called an asshole a lot. Uh, shit like that and you know but do you feel like that the angle they were coming from was coming from a place to help you no no not all of them some of them yeah some of it's uh, some of it's jealousy some of it's a lot of jealousy quite Uh, a bold statement man well it's it's true it's oh he's a kid i'm 34 i'm whatever so how dare he Mm. you know get a paint on a 40 foot wall how come i did it because you're not you're not there yet some people get there faster i'm sorry that i got there faster i'm sorry i had a really good reason for doing it you know i'm sorry that i give a shit this much about it and like this is this is what i do like this is what i go to bed thinking about what i wake up thinking about this is what i love so i don't care It, it got to the point where it's like i don't care what anybody thinks I don't care what San Jose thinks because they sure shit don't care about me because if they really did, they would support the very fact that this is what I love to do and that's where this was coming from. Ah, don't burn your bridges, man. You're burning your bridges. And I'm like, yeah, but San Jose is so small. So small, you know. Nobody wants to look at the bigger picture. You know, they just want to stay in like this, this, um, they were coming from like a, ah, man, this is our hood and you represent our hood and you're telling us that we're doing something wrong. You're telling us we're doing something wrong by, by joining in on, uh, by, by, uh, joining in on this, um, um, everybody, this, this idea in San Jose that everybody's an artist, no matter how childish their work is, no matter how, you know, uh, uneducated their work looks or how real you know how how much it actually is you know done for you know pure reasons you know a a lot of it was 
you know, um, jealousy from you don't, one, you don't deserve it because you're too young. You're just a snotty brat kid. That kind of, I was getting a lot of that kind of shit, you know. Um, but this is with this designation of your San Jose. So this is what, you know, this is what we expect. We expect you to be just a nice little boy, politically correct. Well, I'm not cool with politically correct. I'm cool with freedom, you know. And if I felt a certain way, I felt a certain way. And that's how I felt. Shit. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fascinating. It really is. In uh, a couple of levels. And a couple of levels really touched me in the sense that I, I kind of get that. I, I really do. I, I think, like I mentioned before, I, like this kind of behavior is seen in other scenes as well, locally as well. But uh, I, think, I think it's not so much it is about the art community because it seems like there's some people in the community that do support you who do believe oh yeah you. there yeah it's just you know there's certain individuals who have it individuals right to to, to really you know because i remember uh me as, as a comic when people young kids would be comedians and they killed it on stage a part of me was like fuck that kid right yeah a part of me and, and they came to a point where I was like i had to stop myself like no like the kid's natural you got to recognize it right same thing with filmmaking. It's like, how come so-and-so made a shitty film, made it to a film festival, mine didn't? So I, I totally get that side of, of getting that tangent of jealousy. And maybe it's similar to what you got when you first walked into Collide and realized that, wow, there's these artists that, that have done amazing work. Uh, but the thing that I don't do, and I'm sure people either don't do, is that I don't think I would ever approach that person and be like, get out of the scene or you right. don't belong here. Right. Um, so I, I always find it hard to, you know, really process why others would do that yeah man, i don't know just because they're never going to get there and they know it they know they're never going to get to that place but do you feel that's a fair thing to say i mean sure it is i mean at the same time you don't know if that's going to happen who knows maybe they will get not there. because because success is defined differently by every artist would you agree yes but when i say get there i mean they don't want to work hard enough they don't love it enough because if they loved it enough, they would give it the time. You could tell if somebody's given it the time. But San Jose has become accustomed to, in certain galleries, not all galleries, mostly like places like Collide, you go in there. And you have work in there and you look at it and you're like, man, why is that hanging in a gallery? Like, you know, you would think the galleries would put their best foot forward. And these are people who feel like they've made it. They don't want to learn anymore. They don't feel they have to learn anymore. I feel like I still have things to learn. I don't think I'm the hot shit. I think there's a lot I have to learn. And it's that mentality that that I think would inspire somebody to be like, oh, okay, well, fucking, you know, he's not, you know, he's being a fucking asshole. So let's go against him. Let's be, let's pull the jealousy card out right now and fucking, you know, in their own weird way. And... You know, it that's where I think it comes from. When I say they can't learn anymore, it's because they're set. They're plateaued. You they've feel. plateaued because they don't want to learn anymore. Oh, this is my style. This is how I'm always going to do it. And it's like, really? You don't want to go beyond that? Were you up front with them like that? Some people, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. You just went up to them and it's like, yeah. what? what are you talking about, man? Yeah, some people. You know, and that's always hard, man. I mean, you, that's always hard. I, I like, you know, to be told that your work is not good enough. Well, no, I never said it like that. Okay. How did you, how would you put it? No, I would, I, I would never be like, oh, your work's shit. You know, I, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't do that to somebody because that's, I just think that's fucked up. But, um, I, w I would just blatantly call out jealousy, you know? Hmm. How, how did that go for you? I, I'd imagine not. Yeah, really I got a lot. Yeah, no, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. But you know, you you can. It's like I said, a lot. A lot of it is probably from I don't need to learn anymore because, as far as the scene is concerned, this work is is acceptable to be in a gallery. Therefore, I must be pretty damn good, and so they keep doing it. They keep doing the same work rather than, man. There's some people in here that are really fucking good and like on a competitive level you would think I should I should do better for me 
Like, I want to be that good. Like, when I used to see Lacey's work for the first time, she's going to shit when she hears this. But I was fucking jealous because I was like, man, I want to be able to do that. But I didn't hate her for it. I was like, man, I want, I want to be that good. I want to be better than that. But if I could at least be that good, that'd be great. You know? And then push beyond it. I've seen her do it. I've seen, and that that's the difference between somebody like me and and Lacey and Tulio Flores. You can look at our work and you could see the constant progression. You can look at it. You could look at Lacey's work. I remember they got to a point, and I hope she doesn't hate me for this, but I remember I got to a point where I'd look at her work. I'm like, man, it's the same old thing. But I don't know, it was a matter of months later, she just started doing something different with it. It was still her. And I was like, oh my God, I fell back in love again with her work. Because you could see the you could see the want that it's getting stale now. It's time to learn something else, you know. So what do you feel? If you had an opportunity to make the scene better, what would you do? I wouldn't. So you, you've completely turned your back. No, I, I just don't. I just don't want to. Um, like, like if you think about, it, let's say there's. I don't other, want to be a spokesman for the scene. Right, but let's say there's others in your position, and you want to make it easier, and not 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 have them go through what you went through. What do you think could change that? Yeah. Uh, well, go out of San Jose. Go, you'd have to go out of San Jose and come back. I mean that I mean if you were to do it if you that's what you really wanted to do if your whole art career was based on oh my god I need to save the scene I need to save the scene you know I got to make sure this thing succeeds if that's what you want there's nothing wrong with that then you need to go outside of the scene and you need to make it happen for yourself outside of the scene and then bring it back home because there's nobody in San Jose that's going to do it for you you can only do it for yourself Nobody's going to do it. They may make it look like they're going to do it. They may have the little pyramid where, okay, I'm going to put you in here, and then I'm going to put you over here, and then I'm going to put you over here, and they're going to dangle the carrot over your head and be like, all right, maybe someday, maybe someday, and they never give it to you. That's the kind of shit that goes on. So you have to go outside of San Jose. Do what you can in San Jose, and then get out of it. You know. And if you really want to bring it back home, if that's your whole thing, then yeah, do it. I don't have any feelings to do it right now. I, I'm focused on myself. I'm trying to make myself. Maybe someday I will bring it back. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what 30 years from now, 10, 10, 20 or 30 years from now, I'm going to be doing with my life. But right now, I have an idea of where I want to be at. And the only way to get there is for me to focus on myself. And I, I realized that I've done enough in San Jose for that will benefit me. And the last show that I've done here is at works and it's not even all about me. It's about 20, it's about 20 other people. Hmm. And now I guess you're moving on. It looks like you're just going to, what's the future for you? Do you feel? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. You don't have like a. I'm just gonna make the work. That's why I'm going black. I'm not. I don't have any ideas of where I'm gonna show it. I'm just gonna go black on social media, produce this work, and once the work is done, I'm probably gonna do about thirty pieces. And once the work is done, um, I'll approach someone. Then my work's pretty big too. I do really big, big paintings. Is that like a huge canvas? Is it a mural? Is it a sculpture? No, no, a series of thirty paintings depicting um sort of the rise and fall of humanity ah i want to do something apocalyptic i want to i want to depict the world ending how do you feel the world's gonna end i don't know i just want to do it from a very esoteric kind of platform um and then a rebirth you know some hope in the end of it i I don't know. It's a rough idea. I have a lot of ideas in my head of how they, you know, how it's supposed to look. So I just have to do it. Do you feel secretly maybe that's how you hope 
the San Jose art scene comes about, maybe it implodes in itself and no. rebirths to something different. I just don't care. I just don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. I mean, I mean, um, that's just me being honest. I don't, I don't really care. I, I would love to see San Jose, uh, become become sort of a metropolitan city where the rest of the united states and the world is like oh my god man san jose is like the place to go man like fuck art basil let's go to san jose california the tech capital of the fucking world and or then i don't know if it's the world but whatever it is and let's go make it in fine art in san jose and if it becomes that that's awesome because that means i could just stay home but as far as you Let's know, say you got some uh, traveling to get done. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Andre Hart, we uh, we reached the hour mark. Oh man. Oh man. Um, and uh, one last question. Um, if you were to go back in time and you see yourself at six when you first took that watercoloring class, which is at six, right? Yeah, it's like six. What's some advice you would give yourself? Oh, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I would just keep it. I, I just, I, I, I like, I like the way things are going. So, what advice would you give to listeners who are interested to do art? I'm sorry. What advice you would give to listeners who are doing who, art, or who listen to you and are like, hey, you know, this guy, it's making sense. Oh. Are they artists or are they? So whatever they just want pay, to be. just patrons. They could be just listeners, or they could just be they could be artists. Um. Well, some people fall in love, and I paint pictures. Fair enough. Be good. Yeah. Be good. Did you feel like our conversation was authentic? Yeah, that's a very good conversation. Yeah. 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 yeah you threw a curveball at me in the beginning, but it's really cool, man. You threw a curveball at me. Did I? What I did? What did I say? Well, I, like I had no idea the politics was happening. For me, oh, I, I I I was gonna approach of like we've met for this beautiful mural. <laughs> And, and then you're like, well, this shit was happening. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> which which is fascinating. Don't get me wrong. It's interesting me as well because you're the first artist to, to really come out and really critique the scene um, on that level. Hope it wasn't too hard. And, and in some ways, criti- criticism is needed in, in some places and to for growth, you know, whether people like it or not. I and so. um, I don't know. I, I think you, you came here. You had a good time with you. Yeah, man. And I think we're good to go. Yeah, man. Cool. Thank you for coming. You can know it.